What is going on, everyone, and welcome to episode number one of Bootstrapped Growth. This is a show about actually growing your company without taking outside investment. And I want to preface this first show um, with me. I, I don't think that taking outside investment is a bad thing. So if you are listening to this and you're a salesperson or marketing or uh, someone in the growth market, maybe you're a startup and you've just taken investment, I don't want you to think that this entire podcast is just going to be showing you how to not take investment. This podcast is going to be for those that want to take a lean approach to doing business. And what I mean by that is creating sustainable lean growth, right? Slow, sustainable lean growth inside of your business, inside of your organization, rather than having a ton of focus on early stage investment. And if you've been blessed enough to have early stage investment, you can take the principles that I'm going to talk about over these next infinite amount of episodes and, and really put it into your business. And, and the reason I say this is, you know, is because of what we've just gone through or what we're actually currently going through um, in the business world with, with 40 million people out of a job. And I think what we saw here, and 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 for those of you guys, I, I I'm not a small talk guy, so I like to get right into it. Hi, by the way, my name's Ned. I'm the vice president of growth at Halo Systems. I've been a director of sales. I've been uh, business development director of business development. I've um, I've had two successful exits of startups. I've I've done a lot in my career, and and maybe we'll get into that more. But what I wanted to get in on this in this ground level is kind of let you guys know a little bit about what this is going to be and and where I envision this podcast going. This I want to be. I am going to provide you six years of startup experience. And I know that's not a lot. Maybe some of you guys are like, oh, what is this little pissant? Um, I promise I've had a lot of experience in what I'm doing right now. I want this to be a mastermind. And I want this to be a free mastermind. I want this to be a, a almost a coaching session every single week where we literally go from step zero to IPO. And that's really the plan because that's what actually we're doing here at, at Halos is every single day I walk into the office, I know what our goal is and I've got our goal and, I, and I'm doing everything. I'm going to share with you everything that we've done. Um, we are a bootstrap company. We have taken zero outside investment. And my goal is to walk you through every single thing that we've done to be successful, to become what we've become in the industry and to sort of um, create a name for ourselves. And, you know, not everyone is going to be in a position to be bootstrapped, but what you can do is take these, um, these principles and tie them into your company, whether you're in sales, your marketing, your growth, whether you're a founder or a CEO. Um, and why did I start this podcast? I'm a millennial. Um, what that means is that I have education for me has been behind a paywall my entire life. And what I mean by that is that our quote unquote free education that we all got ended up in a mass amount of debt for most of us. And beyond that, what that education did is it did not allow us to be prepared for the real world. In all honesty, I, I, you know, I, I, I for may, maybe some people, right. Maybe if you're a doctor or a lawyer, um, but for those of us that went into business, I, I didn't not know how to, you know, 
to excel. I didn't know um, really how to market. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to start a business. I, I Maybe I went to the wrong school, right? But when I walked out into the world, I've learned more in my, I graduated with my master's degree at 20 years old, at 20. Um, and so I've been in the, the business world since I was 20. Um, and I've spent seven years doing this. And I can tell you, I've learned more in seven years than I did um, in, I guess, six years of actual college. Um, that is, and, and so m- the reason that I, I tell you that is this, is because as a millennial, our extra education where everyone talks about, right, there's that, that statement is like, you know, what is it? School will make you a living education will make, make your career. I don't know, make you rich. I, it's one of those stupid, uh, statements, but our, that that further education has been behind a paywall. It's been pay me $997 and I'll give you a high level overview of this, you know, how to do this. And it's not going to give you any any sort of real thing. If you want to be a part of my mastermind, you got to pay me $10,000 a year. When in reality, uh, us as millennials, and, and, and this is not a, a pity party for millennials. So if you think that, then, you know, you go to go somewhere else. But this is what this is, is this is an accountability. And what I'm building this for is a free mastermind where I'm going to give you literally sales tactics, marketing tactics, and growth tests that I've done over the years that have created me to be at a, a 27 vice pre- 27 year old vice president um, at a thriving healthcare technology firm. And I'm going to give it to you for free. And I'm never going to try to sell you something. I'm never going to tell you to be a part of my mastermind. And if you have questions, my actual email is going to be down below. And I'm going to answer your questions because. Seven years ago, I walked into a a business as an operations consultant, knowing almost zero. Worked my way up to director of network operations. Went from um, from there that that company got acquired. Went from there to be an account manager, which moved up into a director of sales role. Um, moved into a director of business development. Um, actually took a, I guess, quote unquote, step back after that and became an account executive again, an individual contributor um, right before this role um, with a company that was uh, in a very different industry. That company actually uh, ended up not being massively successful. Um, But that being said, um, what I've learned in my successes and my failures are what I'm going to share with you here. And as you're listening to this, or as this is actually being recorded, this is on May 18th. It's at 5:41, May 18th. It's a Monday, and I'm sitting in the middle of a crisis, a pandemic. Maybe you're listening to this a couple of years later. I don't know. Uh, maybe you've come across this a couple of years later. Um, but what's going on in the world right now is coronavirus, COVID-19, and a lot of business are having to go back to the basics. There were a lot of companies that had to fire people because they couldn't afford to keep them. And this is because a lot of these companies weren't over leveraged and they were beholden to their investors. For those of you guys that are part of these companies and have been, you know, a lot of you guys that are individual contributors or even at the director level, um, you don't really understand what goes on at the executive level. And the conversations that are had, and I've been blessed enough to have those conversations, but I've also been... Um, unblessed enough to have those conversations, right? And had to fire people that maybe didn't deserve to be fired, um, have tough conversations with people that are saying, hey, where's the money? And I'm going, oh, well, we're not going to make it because, 
you know, there's just a lot of conversations that are had and now there's nothing wrong, right? And like I said, there's nothing wrong with outside investment. There's nothing wrong with, um, with this when the economy is booming. But now really what happens now when there's 40 million or whatever it is, like a million people out of a job, we have literally 10% of the U.S. population is unemployed. So what happens, right? And if you make this out right now, you make it out and, and there are companies that have been having to restructure, file for bankruptcy, you know, chapter 11 and salespeople that are trying to get jobs, but they're not able to get them. If you're able to get out of this as a company, I think it's it's really your obligation to start back at square one. We're going to see a lot more companies really focus. I truly believe this, and this is why this podcast is happening, because I think we're going to be walking into a brand new economy. I was not, I was a sophomore in college in 2000, or sophomore in high school in 2008. I didn't remember, I don't remember the the financial breakdown. I, I, I wasn't, I, I don't think... It affected my parents all that much. I don't know if it did. I, I was numb to the world, I guess. I don't know. But what I'm thinking is going to happen here is we are going we are going through something that is going to change the fabric of business forever. And I think it's your obligation to start at square one. And what do I mean by this? I think we're going to see a lot more companies focus on slow, sustainable growth, like I talked about at the beginning. Um, and... I think they're really going to cut the fluff. They're going to embrace their leanness. And honestly, I'll be honest, I, you might think I'm crazy, but I think my prediction is that at z zero to 50 million is going to be bootstrapped. I might be crazy, but that's the thing. And this is something that if you think that I'm crazy, I think you might want to be on this ride with me because what I'm going to do is I'm literally going to share with you my thoughts, my failures, my successes, everything that I'm doing day in and day out. And I want you guys to come along for the ride and actually learn with me. I think we're going to have to reverse engineer here. And really what I'm talking about, and, and I feel like I'm all over the place, I should have wrote, written down a ledger of what I wanted to talk about. But things are just coming to me and I'm glad I didn't because I want this to be more real. I want this to be off the cuff as well, because I want you guys to literally learn and feel and understand what I'm going through day in and day out. But I think companies in 2020, like I said, we're going to start, but it's your obligation to start back at uh, square one, but you have to reverse engineer. And really what I mean by this is I think a lot of times what companies do is they start with a product and move from there, right? We've got this thing called product-led growth, which is great. And you need customer development and things like that. But I think a lot of times what happens is they start with the product and they forget the person that the product solves the problem for, right? We're all in business to solve a problem. And the thing is that the problem is connected to a person. And here's the thing that people don't care about us. They care about getting better at something. I've never gone on Google and just right off the bat put in the name of a company in my very first Google search. Everyone, uh, not everyone's, but most people's first Google search is trying to figure out how they can fix a problem. And they want to fix it themselves, 
right? If we look into business as a marketing person, my first, you know, uh, my first outreach is not to a marketing agency to run my Facebook ads or to handle my growth engine, right? If you're a salesperson, you don't want to hire a sales coach right off the bat. You want to figure out if you can do this yourself. And here's the thing is that I think that a lot of times we forget in the business world and we've forgotten because we've had $75 million behind us. And what happens when that, ha when what happens is, is then the investors say, I need that $75 million back because I'm trying to get my money back in three to five years. So you build a team that is inefficient. It's ineffective. You speak only about products and features. You don't, you, don't, you don't take the time to understand your actual ICP, your ideal client profile. What you do is you look at the total addressable market. You throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall. Some of it sticks, but guess what? It's only like 1%. Your investors come to you and say, what's going on? So you throw more, more fuel on the fire. Well, the problem is that fuel doesn't work. And instead of focusing on the problem and the person, you focus on the product, which in the grand scheme of things, you need a good product, obviously. But instead of customer development, we start to A-B test and we start to do conversion optimization and we start to fire and hire and get SDRs and AEs and there's inbound and outbound. And then all of a sudden, we have a million dollars a month in, in burn that we don't know, but we don't know our customer. You, the first thing you need to do is know who can benefit most from your product. And I guess I'm going to start today <laughs> with that. <laughs> I wasn't planning on, on preaching today. I guess we'll call these sermons. Each one of these will be a weekly sermon. Um, <laughs> But I, I feel I have to. I feel like I have to, I have to give, give you something today. I have to give you something. I don't want to just tell you, hey, this is what this podcast is going to be about. Let's talk about it. No. I don't care where you're at. I don't care who you are listening to this. I don't, I don't care. The biggest thing you need to do coming out of Corona, coming out of COVID-19, is you have to reevaluate your ideal client profile and the personas that live inside of there. That's what you have to do. You have to develop an ideal client profile. What happens a lot of times, and this is what I see, this is, this is what happens, is that a lot of these companies, a lot of these companies, they have a total addressable market, but they don't niche down into who they benefit the most. Understand this, there is a person in a job role at a company that's a specific size doing a specific amount of revenue with a specific role uh, serving a specific people that will I, that will actually do will, will will benefit most from your product or your service. That's who you need to talk to. That is specifically who you need to be putting your marketing dollars into, who you need to be making your sales calls to, who you need to be focused on when you're doing interviews and making sure that those people don't churn. 
And I think we've gotten so caught up in how do I make 75 million come back so we can be evaluated at, at 250 million that we've forgotten that there's people. And we've gotten so caught up that profitability doesn't matter and it's data and we'll get bought for our data and it doesn't matter if we're profitable. It doesn't matter if we burn a million dollars because you know we, we've got $75 million behind us. It doesn't matter. And I think the best thing that you can do for your company, it doesn't matter if you're a founder, you're a CEO, you're in sales, you're in marketing, if you're a marketing specialist or a VP of growth like me, the best thing that you can do is literally figure out who is the person that benefits most from our product or service. Everyone else goes by the wayside. What you need to do is you need to get into a room with your team. Maybe you bring in your customer success. And, and now, now I'm talking to companies that are that are already have clients. But if you don't have a client... I'll probably talk a little bit, or if you don't have clients already, maybe you're a really early stage startup. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. Um, but if you already have, you need to get your customer success team in a room, your marketing, your sales, and your executive team. You need to get together and you need to figure out. You need to really, you need to have conversations about what are the objections that you hear? What are the things? Why are people canceling? What are the things that need, that, that, who are the people that benefit most? And it's, it's that simple. Who are the people that are case studies? Why did they benefit? Was it that they had the right people in place? Okay, well, then we need to find businesses that have those kind of people. There's a certain role inside of those businesses that actually, you know, that actually benefit, right? Like, I'll just walk you through what we did at, 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 at Halos, right? So we found that our, 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 in our, uh, apparently, I don't know how to talk. We found that on our platform, managed care organizations, some people call them uh, IPAs, physician groups, whatever it is, specifically these MSOs of about 10 to 30,000 lives inside of them with about five to $20 million in revenue and also a mixed model and ownership. So uh, a mixture between affiliates and wholly owned, right? So I'm not going to go into what all that means, but we dug deep and we figured out, okay, why? Is it this person, right? Why? Because these people, this is this is what we found inside of a between ten and fifty-ish thousand member or fifty ten and fifty thousand lives in the healthcare industry in an, a managed care organization, a value-based organization. The difference in structure, organizational structure, and the way that they manage that organization changes about one percent. So between 10 and 50,000, 30, 50,000 lives is, is our ideal uh, client profile. Inside of that, we're talking to C CXOs, right? CEO, COO, CTO, CIO, CMO, which is chief medical officer. That's who we're speaking to. And so what we did is we, we said, okay, why is that the case? And the case is because in that 10 to 50,000 lives, they probably have between two to five uh, insurance payers that they work with. What happens in the healthcare industry is they get data thrown at them left every month from these payers. 
what they have to do is they have to have analysts on staff that aggregate, analyze, and take action, or they aggregate and analyze, and then they give it in order to take action. What we found by speaking to those people, I'll talk about this next week, but what we found by speaking to these people is this, is it takes one to two, sometimes three weeks to aggregate just one payer. And so if we look at it, and let's just call it two weeks, just to say, it it takes 50% of their month to aggregate and analyze data and then take action on it. And here's the thing, they could have been losing money. They could be pulling this data, losing that money because they didn't take action in time. And so what we did is we realized that these organizations are the ones that we need to be speaking to. And so what we did is we interviewed these, and, and I'll talk about this more in greater detail because I think you really need to take action on what I'm talking about today. I want, I want there to be one key action that you take after every episode, and I think the key action to take today is get in a room and figure out who benefits most from your product and why. Figure out who, who, who benefits most and why. We found out because it was a data issue. What we do is we have an analytics platform that runs on AI, runs on artificial intelligence, which takes data. And it. so basically we actually aggregate and analyze all the data and we spit out just a number basically and say, hey, take action. What we've been told by people in interviews is that we allow them to execute on their data. In most cases, they don't have the time to actually execute on the roadmap that their data gives them. That's what we've heard. And that's a consistent thing that we continuously hear. Right? And so that's what I want you to do today is I want you to, or over the next week, I want you to sit down and figure out and reassess who your ideal client profile is. And who are the personas in there? Who, and, and, and this is what it's going to look like. You're going to ask yourself the question of what organization benefits most? What type of organization? And get granular with it. Get really, really, really granular. Because I know some of you guys listening to this probably don't have like healthcare as a vertical, right? Some of you guys are probably, you know, you have a lot of verticals. But who? Right? What vertical even? And then inside of that, what persona are you going after? And then everything in your marketing, everything in your sales, everything in your customer success should be talking to that person. The cool part about it is people from your total addressable market will still come in and trickle in. But what this is going to allow you to do, it's going to allow you to niche down and it's going to allow you to focus on your messaging. What's great about when you focus on your messaging is you don't have to spend as much. What's great about it is you don't waste as much money. You don't hire 20 SDRs when you need none. You don't spend $100 a day when you can spend $1 a day on your Facebook ads. You don't look at the wrong metrics because the metrics that really matter is revenue. Our focus always is just simply on revenue. Is this lead coming in a qualified lead that's going to turn to revenue? Someone downloading an ebook from your total addressable market is not is not a qualified lead. Right? We'll get into this more, but I'm going to stop talking today because I really think that this is something you want. I, I really want you guys to 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 focus on over the next week before we get to the next step. 
Figure out who your ideal client profile is. Figure out the persona in there. Who benefits most? Who benefits most from you? Dig, 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 dig deep. And if you can't find one, and you say, oh, we help everyone. No, no, no. You don't help everyone. You're not everything to everybody. I promise you that. There is a single organization with a single person in there that benefits most. And that's who you talk to. So again, this has been Ned Eric with the bootstrapped, with bootstrap. I can't, I don't even know what my, the title's called anymore. Anyway, this has been Ned Eric with bootstrap growth. I have, it has been my absolute pleasure to talk about this and I can't wait to continue to talk with you guys about it. Next week, I want to talk about interviewing your customers and, and digging deep into their pain and their problem and their passions as well. So I'm going to put my email address down below. It'll be my work email. If you have questions about this, need anything, let me know. I'm here to help. I want this to be free education. Share this with your in, your friends that are just getting out of college. Share this with your friends that are just getting into the um, the business world because I'm going to share my secrets. They're not secrets either, but I'm going to share these things with you. And I, I, I want to be bringing on um, guests that have done this exact same thing. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, give a review, whatever it is. Really appreciate you all. Um, and yeah, again, this is Ned Eric with Bootstrap Growth. I'll talk with you guys next week. See ya.